You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these half-hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advancements in healthcare, strategy, innovation, and public policy. As always, we're broadcasting from the This Just In studios on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now radio network. For this episode, my 91st episode, we're going to speak to a good friend and industry colleague, Ben Wilson. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, good to be back. Uh, I think it's seventh time, long time. So <laughs> excited to be here. I know, and I um, uh, we kind of came up with this one show, and I saw you at Hims. Obviously, you're a good friend. We see each other quite a bit, but um, mm-hmm. you came on the show uh, for our Hims, uh, our big Hims uh, show, the annual conference, and extravaganza, <laughs> I would call it. Exactly, exactly. But you always, you know, that that one episode, you brought a lot of excitement uh, to the show. We had a great couple of days broadcasting live, four and a half hours each day from him. Who's the who's who of healthcare IT, I would say. Thank you. Yeah, that, it's a very blessed opportunity. It's a ton of fun. It gets bigger every year. I actually think that we're going to inject some TV into it uh, next year. So, oh, wow. Yeah, Hims is, is just such a strong partner now in this, and, and they're taking the ball and and running with it along with me, so it's, it's a lot of fun. But unfortunately, your, you go ahead. I was gonna say, unfortunately, you have a face for radio, but we'll deal with that later. <laughs> I was just talking about that somebody else of the day. It's so funny. <laughs> I said I have a face for radio. It's great. Um, no, but you brought a lot of excitement onto that panel. You you kind of walked around the whole show floor. You're the, you were the this just in correspondent for a day, and so you went to all the different booths mm-hmm. and you checked out all the innovations. Uh, and obviously, there's a lot, and so you came on, and we had a, just a stellar segment, um, and so we had to have you back, and I know that you wanted to be back. I wanted to have you back, uh, and, uh-huh. and you gave such a great overview while at the HIMSS annual conference, so why don't we um, you know, take a few minutes here, but before we dive in to, to see you know, what's happening out there, the finger, you, know, you have your finger in the pulse in healthcare and healthcare IT innovation, uh, but before we dive mm-hmm. in too deep in some of that, and into you know what you you know your pet transfer over to us, what you're seeing, but where were you born and raised? Give a little bit of background, attend college, all that good stuff, Ben. Well, um, I'm a California native. Uh, I mostly grew up in uh, Napa Valley and in, in the wine country in Northern California, uh, uh, and I I went to college at Stanford, and so I stayed in Northern California. Got a degree in political science, and uh, I always wanted to go into public service, but had these business skills, and so healthcare seemed like the perfect intersection of public and private sector, and seemed like a good direction for me, and and that's where I've been my whole career. Yeah, no, awesome, and and we obviously came up uh, together. Um, we, I met you first through Intel, and then obviously you worked with Citrix, um, but you have also mm-hmm. done some startups, so give us a little bit of background on that. One. Right. Well, you know, I, I went to graduate school at, at Berkeley. I got a joint degree and an MBA and a master's in public health in the mid-90s, the go-go.com days, and uh, everyone was ju- ju- jumping into startups, and I wanted to do the same. 
Uh, I got a chance to work on a startup as part of a residency program during graduate school, uh, building a business plan and, and pitching that company to venture capitalists, and, and that went very well. And so I wanted to continue that type of work. And so I jumped into a company called babycenter.com. I was the 17th employee there. And I, they brought me in to be their director of healthcare and run the B2B component of their company. Uh, we were uh, a year later acquired by eToys and uh, went public soon after that, and it was the fifth largest IPO of mm -hmm. all time. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, and then eToys decided that the division that I ran, because it was B two B, wasn't in their business plan. So we spun that off into a separate company called Consumer Health Interactive, building e health portals for health plans. And I became the president of that fifty person company. Uh, and grew that uh, to over 10 very large health plan clients and then sold it uh, to Advanced PCS, which was a pharmacy benefit management company, which is now part of Caremark. Yeah. Uh, and, th and, then, uh, and then jumped into a company called CanDo.com, which was basically a baby center for people with disabilities and had Ted Kennedy Jr. on the board and uh, it was a high-flying startup, but just the timing was bad as 2001. And we ended up closing the doors on that, and uh, so that, and then I, I started a couple of small consulting firms focused on healthcare after that, and so that that was my startup experience. It was, it was really fun. A couple of them were super exciting and successful, and and then but I have some scars as well. Oh yeah, well, we all learn from our scars. We all have those. <laughs> We've all done well in some yeah. ventures, and we all had some scars, but you. You really learn the most um, from those scars. So I know right now you, you're out there and you, you're certainly um, seeing a lot of deals. Uh, I know that uh, since you've moved on some Citrix, you're doing some consulting, looking for your next deal. So, you know, mm -hmm. tell me about what you're seeing out there. Well, it, it's really an exciting time in digital health. Uh, you know, over the last five years, there's been hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in investment in digital health startups. And uh, but uh, we we are seeing a bit of a slowdown uh, right now in terms of investment, and I think that's partially just to see how this first cohort of digital health startups is doing and what sort of value they're adding, and you know what what sort of exits they'll be able to achieve. Uh, and then also, uh, as we discussed at Hims, there's a bit of a slowdown overall, but just as people are anxious about what's happening in terms of healthcare reform and, and value-based care and where that's going and, and so where you know where the where the value creation can be going forward. But uh, but you know there there are some really interesting companies uh, and uh, and and so I it's it's an exciting time and a lot of people with healthcare backgrounds but uh, and other types of backgrounds are jumping into these companies. So it's a very diverse group. And uh, and it's exciting to to see them grow. Yeah. So you and obviously you've been talking to some startups. You've been talking to investors in Silicon Valley. What are some of the trends that you're seeing out there? Well, you know the the hot investment areas are uh, a, a lot around chronic disease mm -hmm. and and behavioral health is the hottest area right now. You uh, you know you've got companies like uh, Omada. And Ginger.io, um, and you've got you know big big investors like GE Invest Ventures and and Kaiser Permanente Ventures all investing in in those types of companies. Also, um, 
you know, diabetes uh, has been a hot area for a while. Uh, you know, with, and and you've got companies like Livongo and Gluco in those areas. And you know, so I would say diabetes is the largest. And then, and then you know, uh, there are some applications that are are broad in terms of uh, addressing multiple chronic diseases. And then there are some that are you know very focused. Uh, but the largest single sort of focus area, I think, is diabetes. And then and and that's been a hot area for a while. And then right now, the hottest area is behavioral health. Yeah. Now that's so. Um, I guess let's let's dive into that just a little bit. Uh, well, actually, what, what, so mm -hmm. what are the categories? I mean, because behavioral health is, I, I think it's, I know it's a growing market. Um, I, I know my friends are kind of getting into it a little bit. I'm even watching funding from Capitol Hill shift that direction as well. So there's mm -hmm. a lot more. That's why there's a lot of investment. There's also a lot of you know a lot more focus from our from our government, um, rightfully so, in that direction. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you know if you if you look globally uh, at healthcare reform and and healthcare policy, uh, company or countries other than the U.S. invest a lot more in the in mm -hmm. social uh, social programs, in which a lot of those are mental health, behavioral health. Uh, type programs because that's sort of upstream. The people who whose lives are falling apart tend to have health issues down the road, right? And and so, uh, but the U.S. doesn't have that same amount of investment upstream. And so, the, there is, a, especially in the U.S., sort of an opportunity uh, for the private sector to fill that gap. And and so that's why you're seeing a, a lot of investment and a lot of opportunity. Uh, in that area. Also, uh, technology lends itself really well to behavioral health. Now, that said, um, the all you know, if you look at the different behavioral health companies, they sort of define behavioral health very differently. So, so just to dig down just a little bit on this, if you look um, at like an Omada, uh, you know, this probably the the company that has the most progress, the most investment, the most well-known investors involved, uh, and but they they sort of define behavioral health as a way to manage chronic disease. So they use uh, behavioral health techniques uh, to change behavior to help people to improve uh, the, their day-to-day -day lives and thus better manage their chronic disease. Uh, and uh, and so that's that's the way that they're defining the, the category. Um, a company like Ginger IO, though, uh, they are selling employers uh, a service where they're allowing employees to access mental health professionals uh, remotely, and so so that you know their approach is is very different. It, it's about addressing uh, people's day-to-day -day anxieties and be able to have a therapist that they can talk to. Uh, remotely using their computer, whether it's in a conference room or at their desk or in their office or at home. Uh, so they, you know, they define it very differently. Now, if you look at a company called like Happify, um, Happify is a gamified uh, behavioral health platform where it helps you to um, feel better uh, and to ward off uh, any sort of uh, you know, feel, feeling bad about yourself and depression, uh, using these games and trying to uplift you and and and, and bring some joy into your life. So, um, so that you know, all these 
co companies, I was I was surprised at how differently they're defining the category. Yeah. Uh, so uh, does that make sense? It does. So for those just tuning in, we're speaking with my good friend, Ben Wilson, who's giving us a great update across the industry of, of different innovations and companies that are growing. So what are some of the companies that are making the, the most progress? You just covered a couple, but uh, give me a few more. It's some of the categories kind of as well. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let, let me, because I just covered behavioral health there. Let me, yeah. the other big category is diabetes. So let's, let's go into that. Yeah. Uh, the bigger, the biggest player in, uh, in diabetes is a company called Livongo. Uh, and many of you, you know, this this is a company that's run by Glenn Tolman. Oh, many of you may know sure. him, uh, for one of the founders of All Scripts and a uh, good friend of uh, Barack Obama, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 actually longtime uh, a, pers a person who's contributed a lot of his money to uh, pediatric diabetes. So he's had an interest in this in a long time. Uh, Seven Wires uh, is his investment firm. It was one of the early investors in this. It includes uh, Lee Shapiro, uh, also of Allscripts fame, and um, and so they have a sort of they brought together uh, also uh, Steve Schwartz is sure. is there as well that. as the Great. yeah I'm sure I'm sure you do yeah. Uh, and yeah the EMR world is very small uh, and so. Uh, so they brought back sort of the uh, MVPs from all scripts uh, to to in for this uh, for this venture. Uh, so they have a a proprietary uh, device uh, for testing your blood sugar uh, and a, a, you know a proprietary glucometer uh, and and with proprietary strips. And so they provide a diabetes management service, and they're uh, selling that service to employers. And to payers, and um, and so and so they also in addition to having this device which gives you immediate feedback, uh, they also have an app uh, which uh, in which you can get you know health information and other information, educate yourself about how to better manage your diabetes. They have coaching, so they have actual live people that can reach out to you and people you can talk to or to or chat with. Uh, and um, and they have some big investors, including Kleiner Perkins, um, involved. And they've you know they they've done a D, recently done a D series round. I think it's around ninety five. So they raised about ninety five million dollars. So they're so they're uh, so they're sort of the big gorilla uh, in the space, and have uh, and have made the, the most progress. Yeah. Uh, there's also there's also a company called Gluco. They've been around a bit longer uh, but they've only done a C, C round uh, they they don't seem to have the broad set of services nor the, the level of funding that Livongo has um, there's a company called yes health which uh, I know less about but it, their focus is a lot more on coaching uh, the I the founder uh, is a woman uh, who had a physician coach issues growing up that helped her to manage her diabetes, um, and then there's a company called uh, Verda, and they have like an online diabetes clinic. So it's it's sort of like uh, an a destination online where you can uh, get diabetes services. Mm -hmm. So there's a you know a, lots of different approaches uh, in in that category. Um, some other categories that we're seeing, of course, they're you know. There have been fitness apps. Mm -hmm. uh, those, those are make, making uh, 
you know, I haven't seen some big, big companies, you know, beyond sort of your the the obvious Fitbit and so forth, the hardware companies. But I haven't seen uh, too many uh, fitness apps that are you know making a, a huge splash. Uh, you know, Map My Run and things like that yeah. are are you know been around for a while, but aren't uh, big companies. Uh, home care seems to be another area. There's a company called CareLinks. They're kind of like a an Uber. For uh, for home care and for non-clinical home care, that is, so they they have uh, people that help you with your uh, activities of daily living and uh, and and provide support. And uh, their their model could be interesting if they could be working with all kinds of online uh, health management tools to provide sort of the last mile of support. Uh, and so they could complement some of these other providers potentially. Um, one other, I, I think, key category I want to cover uh, is precision medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, this you you see it. This is a a huge trend. We talked about this at Hims. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the ability to you know, cr create uh, custom uh, medicine and create personalized uh, therapies for patients using their DNA and uh, and 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 uh, their their chemical makeup and um, and so there's a company called Psyaps which has had um, you know a C round of investments they're growing really fast I've uh, seen that they're you know, hiring a whole you know new level of executives and and growing really fast and seem to be owning the category so I would say you know those companies are some that I think are some of the best uh, one other is Doximity uh, they seem to already own the sort of social network uh, category for healthcare professionals. You know, most they're sort of like a LinkedIn for doctors, mm -hmm. and 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 they seem to own that. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of competition for that. They you know they've made so much progress. It's and it's one of those things where uh, you know, critical mass is so important, and so it's hard. There are big barriers to entry for anyone else to really catch up. Uh, and and they seem to be doing really well as well. That's excellent. So just wrapping up this aspect, I do want to talk about talk about some funding and investment. But um, any other early yeah. stage companies that you believe have promise? You know, there's uh, there's a company called um, Life Dojo that I really like. Uh, it, they they are sort of a holistic health and wellness. Uh, they sort of have a new age sort of feel to yeah, them. Uh, they focus a lot on meditation and yoga and uh, sort of alternative ways to improve your well-being and, and your health and wellness. And they seem to, and uh, employers really seem to like what they have to offer. Uh, there's also a couple of um, remote eye care uh, companies. One is called Opternative, where you can uh, do a retinal exam uh, using your phone. And and they and and so that could really drive down the cost of of eye exams and eye care and um, and allow for people, especially if you start to think about rural areas or third world countries, what have you. Something like that could add significant value. Um, and yeah, so I, I, oh, and then there's a company called Progeny, which is a in vitro fertilization management service, and this is such an important. Service for people, especially uh, you know people who uh, have higher incomes, uh, spend a lot of money here, 
and it's a uh, and it's something that's a big dist distraction if you know if you're trying uh, to get pregnant mm -hmm. and uh, and you're and, but you're trying to do your work and have a career uh, you know that can be a big distraction so if you could have a service to help you to uh, be more efficient in getting pregnant and and to make that process uh, less complicated and to have fewer complications and to spend uh, have to spend less time recovering or if you if they can help you to avoid having quadruplets uh, mm -hmm. the, 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 there's a lot of value there so um, so yeah those those are companies I think are, are very exciting cool no I, I agree so talk about a little bit about the uh, digital health startup funding what you what are you seeing out there you know uh, I I think you know. I think it's uh, been good. I think it's been a lot, and uh, mm -hmm. and and so I think it's created a little bit of fatigue in the market. That you know, if you're a health plan or you're a health system, you ha every day you have these well-funded uh, digital health startups uh, coming to you to do these innovation programs, and so. Uh, you know, so you have hundreds of health systems and you know tens of health plans, uh, you know, doing these pilot programs with all these different digital health startups, and 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 so then it's hard for anyone to get you know traction, and uh, so I think there's a little bit of fatigue in the market, and so that has hurt the category a bit. But on the other hand, I think we're starting to see. The fruits of those investments, you know, the the Lavangos of the world, starting to make make some good progress and adding some real value to the market, and so um, so I think we're at a, an interesting turning point right now, and uh, and then I I also think that uh, the the level of investment has drawn in uh, some of the bigger players as well. Uh, you know, uh, there are rumors out there that Apple has a non-touch glucometer so you don't have to prick your finger anymore you it has a it's a laser based or uh, a sensor based system uh, and that you can just hold up to your arm and read your blood sugar uh, something like that would <laughs> would really turn the whole market upside down and uh, and so I would I don't I wonder what would happen uh, to all these uh, diabetes plays that are right. in the market either they have to work with Apple or which you know most of them have a, an iOS app of course but uh, you know or or they you know their their business model would have to change so I uh, so I think uh, it's a very interesting time yeah so shifting gears a little bit and I agree with you this is a very interesting time and you did this a little bit before when you're working with Intel uh, but um, mm -hmm. how do you see traditional technology companies working with digital health startups well one you know one trend I'm seeing is that companies like Microsoft and uh, Intel and and then and then also some of the health plans like uh, Humana are hiring people to to do business development yeah. with the uh, with the, the the digital health startup community and and to see you know what their relationship should be with these companies and to build and to see if that you know for example a uh, uh, Microsoft would have a, an interest in these digital health companies building their applications on Azure and and mm -hmm. so th they're they're trying to build a community uh, Amazon has 
has been very aggressive in this area. Uh, they they have regular meetings here in the Silicon Valley where they're uh, ask you know not just in healthcare but across all technology companies. But they do have a, you know they do have a specific focus on healthcare. Uh, but they're asking all technology companies to build these relationships and to give them incentives and to build on uh, Amazon Web Services ra you know, rather than on Azure or Google. Yep. No, I've seen I've seen these departments um, get spun up. Uh, and I know that I don't have enough time today, but we also talked about how mm -hmm. health systems are doing this as well. They're putting together these little ecosystems or little teams to do outreach and to uh, – and to work with the uh, the innovators in our communities and innovators across the country, so very very cool. But um, got about thirty mm -hmm. seconds left, and I always like to ask this question um, of my mm -hmm. guests: um, What is your mm -hmm. favorite place to get or be inspired? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I uh, I play music. I am a songwriter and a singer uh, songwriter. And so when I'm playing music, it's a very creative time for me, and and business ideas come to me left and right <laughs> when I'm playing my guitar. There's there's some sort of trance that I go into, and and there's something about my my synapses sort of open up, and and so that that's a time when I'm probably most inspired. Excellent. Um, yeah, actually, aren't you playing around Menlo Park? Don't you? I see that uh, posted. So how often do you play? I'm trying to play uh, once a month. There's a local cafe here called uh, Cafe Zoe, Zoe, yeah. and uh, I, I, so I'm playing there on May 4th. If anyone's in the Silicon Valley, come on by. I appreciate that. Very, very cool. Ben, thank you very much for joining us today, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us kind of lay the land, certainly what's happening in Silicon Valley and other places of, uh, of great innovation. Um, I always appreciate you joining the show. And thank you, everyone, for listening and joining us today. Please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. As always, you can track me on Twitter at HIT Advisor and use the hashtag ThisJustIn so we can respond to your comments from the show. In addition, all my content will be posted on my website at JustinBarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week. <laughs>